The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's not even like a friendly rivalry. It's like, whoa. No team can keep their spot at the top forever. That was the case when Spice Girls went on a hiatus in 2001. The girls had become the best-selling girl group of all time, but they needed a break from the mania that surrounded their girl power hot streak. After releasing two solo albums, Mel C stepped out on her own, later forming her own label, Red Girl Records. She chose red because that's the color of her hometown football club, Liverpool. She's no Fairweather fan either, which is one reason she earned her Spice Girls nickname, Sporty Spice. When the Spice Girls reunited for a recent UK tour, Mel sported a Liverpool jersey at the home arena of Premier League rival Manchester City. While her band was singing We Are the Champions No Less, that's sporty and spicy. I'm LaChina Robinson. Those sweet, funky sounds you hear are the Budos Band. And this is Huge Fan, the podcast where stars talk sports. Now, please welcome Mel C., Liverpool Football Club, Huge Fan. We appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for joining us on Huge Fan. I will say I have probably three or four very close friends of mine here in the U.S. that are huge Liverpool fans. And so much so that I actually have a Liverpool jacket, but I couldn't find it for our interview. I know. Totally just messed that up. I would have had an assist. Ellis, I don't have a Liverpool jacket. <laughs> oh, see? I, if I can find it before we get off or have someone find it, I'll definitely have to brag a little bit. But yeah, so let's talk about Liverpool football. First of all, congratulations on winning the Premier League. I know that's a big deal. Are you still celebrating? And how did you celebrate? Oh, my goodness. Well, what a year. I think it's been like 35 years since Liverpool won the Premiership, which is our you know biggest um, domestic championship you can win here in the UK, in England. And um, there would usually be huge celebrations all across the city. The team would like ride an open top bus through the city, holding up the trophy. And of course, being 2020, none of that happened. There were some celebrations, but not as we would like. So um, yeah, so we might have to just postpone that. But 30 years, I mean, it's a pretty big deal. Like, how big is this to Liverpool to have won after so long? 
Oh, it's incredible. You know, they've continued to be successful. There's been tough years. We won the Champions League last year, which was pretty insane. We were playing in Manchester. I was with the Spice Girls. So I was on stage. I was in the stadium of Manchester City, which like one of our rivals. And it was the night we beat Tottenham, <laughs> which is a London club. And Emma, Baby Spice, is a Tottenham supporter. So we came out for the last song wannabe in our shirts. And um, yeah, Liverpool won. So uh, that was a, a very special moment. <laughs> Gosh, what kind of backlash did you get from wearing that in Manchester? Like what happened after you wore that shirt? I know it was pretty ballsy to do that. Um, but I think when the Spice Girls came to town last year, like every city and town we went to to perform, it was like a national holiday. It was crazy. They were like, you know, you have like those Amber Alert signs that tell you about like traffic and different things. They had like Spice Girls lyrics on, like everybody was dressed like their favorite Spice Girl. They were in all the beer gardens, in all the pubs at lunchtime. It was just the most magical year. I mean, like 2019 was like the best year of my life. Take me back to those early memories of Liverpool when you first remember watching games and what part your dad and your family played in your fandom. Well, I have an interesting family and I think, you know, it's quite common in the city where the football supporters are kind of split down the middle. You've got like Everton's the other team of the city and Liverpool. And my dad is quite unusual in his family because a lot of his family are Evertonians. And it's my mum's family that are the big Liverpool supporters. But we have, um, there's a lot of like quite healthy rivalry within the family. So um, I just remember going to football with my dad at the weekends because he would play as well. So I'd go along and watch him play and then we'd watch lots of games. And there's something about, and I know loads of your listeners were like totally identify with this, whatever sport, you know, what is in your town, in your city, in your family. And it's that sound of like sport on the TV. And when you put that on again, like if I put the game on here at home, it just reminds me of like my mum and cooking Sunday dinner and, you know, all those other things sitting there and, and all the family getting together so there's something like really comforting about hearing those those sports sounds one thing that i know at least just from watching um is that the crowds are incredible for liverpool games take me back to kind of the sights and sounds of your first match at anfield Wow. Well, you know, there's no place on earth like Anfield. It is the most incredible football stadium. And, you know, the fans are diehard. They are so loyal. And it will just be a sea. The stands will just be a sea of, like, flags. And everybody sings and there are songs. And we adopted a song from the musical Carousel, You'll Never Walk Alone, which is the anthem of Liverpool Football Club. And it's played and sung at the beginning of every match. And everyone has their scarf above their head. And it's really emotional, you know? And I think, I, I mean, I love sports stadiums. I was at Wembley. I was talking about how the pandemic has affected the arts. And they took me back to Wembley Stadium. I was there with the Spice Girls last summer. And there was something so eerie about an empty stadium, but it was still had a vibe. You know, the atmosphere, it's still, I think, all of the, the joy and the tears and the triumphs and the losses and everything that's happened in you know in that stadium kind of just remains there's like embers of all of those feelings and I just think there's you know there's something so magical about places like that but I have to say yeah I haven't been anywhere that's kind of a 
affected me as much as Anne feels. Obviously, I'm biased, being a Liverpool supporter, but I think it's known the world over for being a pretty powerful place. Yes, absolutely. Globally, that is. You mentioned Never Walk Alone being sort of the anthem. What does that mean to Liverpool fans and why is that the song of choice? Yeah, well, it was recorded by um, a local band, Jerry and the Pacemakers, back in the 60s, and it was a big hit. But it's always been there throughout my life. And, you know, there's been some very difficult times at the club. And um, there was a a terrible game um, when I was a kid. I think it was 1986 at Hillsborough. And due to various reasons, there was lots of people were let into the venue once and lots of people were hurt and, and 96 people died so there's been campaigning over the years for justice for, for those people and those families and so it has made the song even more poignant you know it, it's um I think everybody in the UK whether you're a Liverpool fan or not you know how much that song means to the city Yeah, what a huge tragedy. Um, You know, I was actually reading about that. And when you hear Never Walk Alone, it's you think about just the comfort you feel in going through any tragic experience with a family of sorts and your your fans, your fellow fans become that family, you know, in those moments where things happen, tragedy strikes. But yeah, that it's such an unfortunate occurrence and glad that, you know, the field has moved on, obviously, to have uh, much better memories. So when you think about your first game, you know, whether it's your dad or I know your grandma helped solidify your passion for the club, what were some of your earliest memories of players and games that really stand out to you? Being an 80s kid, and that was like the time to be a Liverpool fan because we just won everything in those days, you know, and it it was probably the only time in my life where I knew all of the players and it was like Kenny Dalglish and Graeme Souness and it was just such an exciting time. I remember one of my first tracksuits, of course, now being very famous for wearing Adidas tracksuits, but one of my first was an LFC uh, trackie, which was my pride and joy. That was one of my Christmas presents. And um, yeah, I remember like wearing that, going down to watch my dad play over the weekend. And um, yeah, I just remember posters on my wall, collecting like the cards and the stickers. And yeah, just being a, a real true fan. You mentioned some players, and I know some of your favorites are Alan Hansen, Ian Rush, Phil Neal. Um, you know, some of the players we think about now, Mo Salah, Robert Firmino. What position or what kind of player really draws you in when you're watching football? Oh, I mean, it's always going to be those incredible strikers, isn't it? You know, someone like Ian Rush. It was really from the 90s, actually, because I, I got to go to the game a lot and I got to know and meet a lot of the players. I mean, that was an incredible time. It's so funny, actually. A place just popped into my head. So Bruce Gobler was the goalie back then in the 80s and he was a real character and he had this like little thing where he'd like walk on his hands when they won a game so um yeah so that was just a, a fun little memory of him yeah down doing that but um yeah I mean it's a funny city Liverpool you know it's I did a, a podcast recently with a guy from Liverpool as well and we were talking about how you don't meet many people from Liverpool other than in Liverpool you know I live in London and you meet people from Manchester and Newcastle and Birmingham 
and all these other cities. But people are very, very proud from Liverpool. And it's almost like you don't need to leave Liverpool. You've got everything you need right there. And, you know, obviously there's the whole sports scene with Liverpool and Everton being incredible clubs, but also the comedy. It's a great comedy scene and music, you know, the home of the Beatles. So there is so much for for Liverpoolians or Scousers, as we're known, to be very, very proud. You bring up a good point, um, you know, in that sometimes a city can take on some of the characteristics of their team or vice versa. How would you say that Liverpool and your sports team play into the identity of the city? I think there's something about Liverpool where they have had incredible success, whether it be through music with the Beatles, whether it be through football with Liverpool and Everton. And so I think there is that sense of pride. You know, it's a hardworking city. My nan used to tell me, you know, historically it was a a great city. You know, we have the port there. It was was a very wealthy city. There was a lot of people, you know, coming in and out. It's very multicultural, especially for that part of the north of England. Um, It's quite unusual and then it had its tough times you know in the 80s there was a lot of unemployment the docks was a huge place for work everything shut down it was a time when Maggie Thatcher was the prime minister and there were so many problems there were riots and you know a lot of poverty and throughout Liverpool people from Liverpool they keep their sense of pride and their sense of humour and it's something that's remained and in I think it was in was it 20, I want to say 2018, we had European Capital of Culture and a lot of money was pumped into the city and it's been regenerated and lots of beautiful parts of the cities, which were just like totally decimated, like the docks, have all been, you know, rebuilt and there's beautiful shops and all Matthew Street, where all like the caverns and all the, the very famous haunts of bands like the Beatles. Um, it's all restored to its former glory. So it's great to see the city back on its feet. But even when it was in its darkest hour, it never lost heart. And I think a lot of that is, you know, having that pride in the sports teams. And I think the teams have historically done so well because of the passion for the game. And uh, so it kind of, it just goes hand in hand. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. 
The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. This is Game Day. Let's talk about game day for you. Let's change gears a little bit. What does game day look like? It's always exciting, isn't it? A bit nail-biting. Um, I, I probably would liken it to doing my own show, you know, and it's kind of like you're really excited and you're really looking forward to it, but there's that element of nervousness. Um, yeah, and just like hooking up with friends and it's it's a great social event as well. It's a great thing to share. Again, it is something I, I do with my dad, quite a lot of my brother. And it's fun to just make a day of it. You never know what the outcome is going to be, but the, you know, the, the best one is when you're walking home after a victory. But of course, it can go a few ways, you know, <laughs> but um, you know, there's been some sad walks home, but um, but usually being a Liverpool fan, it's a, it's a good one. It's a positive result. Are there places you mentioned sometimes with your brother or your dad? Are there places you like to go to catch a Liverpool match or places you like to go to eat or celebrate that are kind of like your your places? There's a great place in Liverpool called the Boot Room where you can go and they have all the games. If you can't get tickets, which is pretty tough when it's a big popular club like Liverpool, you can go into the Boot Room and they have like little booths with TVs, which is a really fun place to watch. I have to be honest and say, I love that home vibe. You know, if you can't get to the game, Watch it at home. Yeah, I love those weekend games, especially on a Sunday. We traditionally always have a roast here. That's like a big British thing. Like the, the roast chicken or the beef or the lamb will be in the oven. There's all these incredible smells. And, you know, the football's on and dad's cracking a beer. And um, yeah, it's, I think it's just being that childhood thing. It's just so nice. It's such a, a lovely environment to be in. And um, it's funny sometimes if you're kind of not in the room and then you hear the big shout and you're like racing back in what happened this what's happened um yeah so it is yeah it's a really fun thing and it, i think it's really nice to pass down through generations you know it's something the family can share because everyone goes off don't they into their their own little worlds like my daughter's 11 now so she's like off doing her thing she's on tiktok or she's on instagram or snapchat and then uh, but when it's football time everyone can come together and enjoy it yeah that is the best part of it like that just Game day, generations. You can see th- three generations sitting in one living room, like enjoying it. And then the fandom is passed down. Do you have any friends, just, you know, friends of your own that you maybe group chat on the day of the game? Like, is there anyone you're texting game day? Are you guys like going back and forth or, you know, talking about big plays? I tell you what's funny, actually, talking about, you know, friends and, and, and people and clubs. When I was, with the girls working back in the 90s and of course Victoria met David so David Beckham played for Manchester United and Man United are the biggest rivals of Liverpool I mean Liverpool and Man United fans like really don't like each other you know there's like it's not even like a friendly rivalry it's like it's like war so (laughs) so that was quite funny um yeah kind of hanging out with David and he played for England too which obviously here we're we're very proud of the national game but that was always funny and it's always fun to have a little bit of banter isn't it with with those people um so yeah I quite like it if Man United lose maybe give give David a bit of stick over that (laughs) (laughs) give him a little poke 
Uh, that's fantastic, though. You know, it's um, it's the rivalries that build sport. How would you characterize Liverpool's place in the Premier League? Like, what is their legacy? And, like, how can they add to that? Like, where is it still for them to go? So right now we, we have an incredible manager in Jurgen Klopp. Um, he's a, a German guy and he's such a character and he literally is like the perfect manager for, for the team. The city love him. You know, I think if you've got the city on your side, you've got the team on your side. You know, people in Liverpool love this guy. He's really fun. He loves the place. He's very passionate. He really shows. He's very like um, physical with showing his passion for the team and the players and when they score and you know, and there's great passes and yeah, he's done great things for the club, obviously taking us to win the Champions League last year, their premiership this year. And it has to kind of be maintained now, you know, they've got great players. And I think we had many, many years before when we were like, we were frustrated and we weren't winning things and we were slipping down and not finishing where we should be. And I think this is the time now where we just need to build, you know, we need to build on these, you know, brilliant successes that have been had. Let's talk a little bit about music. You are obviously a gifted artist. I was a big Spice Girls fan. Um, You have an incredible voice, but your new single, Into You, really resonated with me. And I actually had to ask, you know, music is one of those things where two different people can listen to it and get two different messages. And I listened to your song, and the first thing I said is, she's saying she's into her. Like, she has found herself. Like, she is into who she is as a person. Am I right on with that? Or what was happening that spurred the the lyrics to this song? This song was written during lockdown and I was lucky enough to get into the studio. We were kind of, it was a little bit more relaxed here. We could do like this kind of socially distanced session and we wanted to do some more tracks for the album for like the deluxe version. And obviously we were all experiencing isolation and frustration and fear and all of the things that the pandemic has brought and we were determined to not write about that we were like right come on we are looking ahead we're getting through this you know there's a light at the end of this and we started to think about Ibiza and going out and having fun and we were like you know what we 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 kind of wanted to get ourselves on the beach you know we wanted to get out there we wanted to like watch the sunrise and that was the inspiration behind this song and it was really about about yeah about loving yourself exactly what you thought you know and it's like I think I've spent so many years in my life thinking that I'm going to meet someone that is going to rescue me or is going to be the missing piece or my other half and it's like you get to an age and you realize you know what I am whole I don't need another half you know so what was important for me to express in this song was you know what I'm really ready now if like if there's someone out there who can kind of enhance my life when I feel like then that's cool but this song is all about number one it really is yeah love it Billie Eilish has called herself your number one fan what is your reaction to that I'm astounded, you know. Billy is so young; she wasn't even born when the Spice Girls came out. But um, I've been lucky enough to meet her and Phineas and her mom and dad, and she's an incredible artist. You know, I adore her. And they were brought up on Spice Girls, you know. Their mom and dad are big fans; they watch the movie, so it's been lovely to kind of get to know her a little bit and present her with a huge award here in the UK earlier this year. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for her like what the future holds she makes such great music I I just can't even imagine where she's going to be in, in years to come 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Welcome to Crunch Time. Crunch Time. You ready? This is a speed round. I'm going to ask you some rapid-fire questions, and you give me some rapid-fire answers. Ready? You can't go to a Liverpool match without what? My Liverpool scarf. Most prized (laughs) Liverpool memorabilia. An actual, like, proper Liverpool shirt that the players would have worn at the, the finals. Best Liverpool jersey, red, turquoise, or black? Oh, reds. Always reds. We're the reds. <laughs> you get to orchestrate one transfer for the club. Who do you want to be on your team? Gareth Bale. Favorite club to be? Gotta be Man United every <laughs> day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your top three all-time Liverpool footballers? King Kenny, Kenny Dalglish, Bruce Grobelow, and Mo Salah. Best Liverpool win of all time? That Champions League final. If you could put on your Liverpool jersey and slide tackle one rival Liverpool player, who would it be? Eric Cantona. Give me your best Liverpool cheer. Well, we have enjoyed learning about your fandom during this time. And let me just say that as a fan of the Spice Girls growing up and even just learning more about your journey since then through your fandom, but also in your new music, I just appreciate you um, and, and how you empower women and how a, a role model you are as a mom, as a musical artist and everything that you do. So this is just an appreciation for Sporty Spice. I was a female athlete in college. And so um, whether or not you were really like extra sporty in our minds, there was someone there for us, right? Who <laughs> was a part of the group. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to show you that love and and thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. It's been really fun. That'll do it for this round of Huge Fan, the podcast where stars talk sports. You can find Huge Fan on Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and share so other Huge Fans can find us. And don't forget to follow the show or subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. 
episode. On behalf of the huge fan club, Mark Aflalo, Sarah Bentley, Justin Blasey, Rod Braxton, Bill Crandall, Rick Cutler, Unique DaCosta, Liam Davenport, Jen Derwin, Brian Douglas, Bevel Dunkerley, Jared Fox, Steve Gonzalez, Daniel Hercheck, Josh Horn, Mia Hung, Quinn Keeney, Andy King, Phil Lang, Steve Leeds, Sarah Mendoza, Sajin Morency, Doug Mortman, Natalie Nadimi, Rob Pepitone, Josh Solomon, Mike Spinella, James Sullivan, and Jake Wilson. I'm LaChina Robinson. Until next time, keep rooting your guts out. Go Budos Band! The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Even the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.